0: call the Iowa City City Council formal meeting to order for March 3rd, 2020. Roll call, please.
1: Fergus Here. Mims? Here. Salee? Here. Taylor? Here. Teague? Here. Thomas?
2: Here. Weiner? Here.
0: Well, welcome everybody to your City Council um, meeting for tonight. We're very excited that you all are here. We did have a pillar in our community pass away. Um, William F. Supple. And I want to take a few minutes to acknowledge the recent uh, passing of him. Bill was the city attorney for Iowa City from 1961 to 1963. And his entire legal career was devoted to municipal law. Bill was actively involved in the state of Iowa, adopting home rule for cities, and he remained a champion of home rule throughout his life. Additionally, he helped to found the Iowa League of Cities and was his general counsel for 30 years. Bill chaired Iowa City's Charter Review Commission in 2004 and offered his time and guidance to municipal attorneys and elected officials from all over the state of Iowa for 40 years. To the family of Bill, we do wish um, that this time is going to be very sacred and we really do appreciate all that he's done. So thank you, Bill. Moving on to item number two, which is the Student Leadership Awards for Mark Twain Elementary. We're very excited to have two young students with us, and I'm gonna invite you up here, and I'm gonna come around. All right, and I'll stand in between you here. So we have two leaders from Mark Twain Elementary and we're very excited that you two are chosen to be um, the student leaders for today and I see that you have some some people here very interested in uh, your accomplishments. So why don't we start with you Joshua and have you say a few words.
2: I think I was nominated for this award because when one of my friends has a problem or something, I listen to them. The second reason I show up being a leader is that having good grades make me look good in my future job and at school. A third reason is when someone has gone for their job at school, I try to fill in for them. A fourth reason is because I get my work on time and I'm also trustworthy. Last but not least, my parents always say, if you do something good, someone will do good to you. And thank you all for having me here.
0: Great. Thank you so much for those words. Now we're going to go over to Muhammad Ab- Abdallah. And you have some words prepared as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Great. Assalamu salamu alaykum. Hi, I'm Muhammad. I think I was nominated for this award because I tried my hardest to help my friends and my family um, and make them happy. My dad is a big influence in my life. He
3: always pushes me to get the best grades and look good and do my best, and I thank him for everything he has done. Another reason I am a leader is that I try to help anybody that needs help, and I will help if you need it. I love school and my friends and my family. I thank you for this award. I appreciate it very much.
0: Great. Oh, we're very proud of both of you. Very proud of both of you. So this award that I'm going to give to you, you'll be able to insert both of your names as I read it. Uh, They're very identical. And it says, Student Leadership Award for your outstanding qualities of leadership within Mark Twain Elementary, as well as the community, and for your sense of responsibility and helpfulness to others. We recognize you, Josh, you, Mohammed, As an outstanding student leader, your community is proud of you, presented by the Iowa City City Council today. So thanks to both of you. Great job. And you have a fan club here, don't you? I'll have your family and your principal, thanks for coming, wave to us. Thank you both. You can have your seats. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I'll give you your certificate.
4: <laughs> he was coming back
0: with <laughs> <laughs> On to it. Get out of here.
5: you if you want.
6: That gets a little spooky, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Moving on to item number three, and this is Mid American Energy Company, Energy Rebate Incentives, Iowa City Public Works Complex, Phase One.
2: Yeah.
7: Mr. Mayor, Council, uh, Ron Kanucki, Public Works Director. Uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, tonight. Uh, tonight we will be receiving an energy rebate check uh, presented by MidAmerican Energy for the Iowa City Public Works Complex Phase 1 project. It's a combination of two rebates. The first is for LED lighting in the amount of $23,274. And the second is a custom energy incentive strategies rebate for $37,594 for a total incentive amount of $60,868. The Iowa City Public Works Complex Phase One New Construction Program Verification Report, prepared by Mid American Energy Company's subconsultant Wilden indicates the measures taken in energy conservation strategies has a projected energy cost savings of $21,000 per year, and further, the simple payback analysis for the incremental costs associated with the more efficient systems anticipated a payback in 9.3 years. Uh, Public Works Department would like to thank our project team, including design consultants Newman Munson Architects, HDR, MDG, CWISE Design, and Modus Engineering, and our general contracting uh, team of Merritt Construction and their associated subcontractors, and Mid American Energy Company, together with their consultant Wilden. Uh, and also would like to thank uh, Brian Gibbs, who's with us here tonight, and he is our uh, Mid American Energy Company liaison. Thank you. Great. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much for lo- allowing me to come back and present another check. This is the favorite part of my job right here. <laughs> and uh, we always look forward to these types of projects and we look forward to doing a lot more with you. So thank you. Great. Thank, thank you. you.
7: Yes. Mr. Mayor, could you step up here in front and uh, we'll do the check presentation and get a few photos. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. <laughs>
0: Thank
4: you. Thank you. We want a, paper
5: check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a real check. <laughs> <laughs> Item number four proclamation. So 4A is the Special Olympics Month, and this is exciting. So we're going to. Ha- Here they come. Yes. This is awesome. Hi, guys. Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.
3: Welcome. Hello. Hello again. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hello.
0: Come on in.
3: Hello. Hi.
8: Yes. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hello. 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 yes. And I'll
0: stand once to read this. <laughs> I don't know if they can get me on
7: camera. <laughs>
8: This is a very special, special uh, proclamation today. Thank
0: you. Yes, Great.
1: Oh.
0: Well, thank you all for coming.
5: Oh, Zach, get yes. to the front. Yes. Hey, Zach, we need to turn around, bud. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to read a proclamation. I'm going to read a proclamation. Whereas Special Olympians have a strong desire to compete and win. Whereas Special Olympians know that bravery is measured in setting goals and attempting to reach them. And whereas Special Olympians recognize the joy, pride, and self-worth, humility, and disappointment inherent in organized competition. And whereas Special Olympians appreciate the benefits that healthy competition and physical activity can bring, and whereas Special Olympians give the entire community a chance to gather and share in their spirit of accomplishment. Now, therefore, I, Bruce Teague, mayor of Iowa City, do hereby declaim mo- the month of March 2020 to be Special Olympics month and the City of Iowa City and urge all citizens oh. to commend and support the activities of the Special Olympics. Thank you. Thank and, you. and we have Joyce yes. Rossi that's going to talk to us.
5: Okay, Sergeant Eunice Shriver founded Special Olympics in 1968 with less than 100 athletes. Their first competition was in oh. Chicago. <laughs> special Olympics of Iowa has served Iow- Iowans with special Um, intellectual disabilities for the last 42 years and in 2019 Iowa Special Olympics provided training competition in 22 sports to over 16,000 athletes and unified sports partners across Iowa's 99 counties. This year we really appreciate your March Special Olympics Month because our midwinter tournament is our banquet is March 13th. We'll have a full day of competition on the 14th. We have basketball, basketball skills, cheerleading, gymnastics, and powerlifting. Once our athletes arrive in Iowa City, they have no in- expenses. Um, through our fundraising efforts, which is the Polar Plunge on April 25th, I offer this every year, and no one ever takes me <laughs> up on it. But you're more than welcome to join us out at the Reservoir. Another one of our fundraising events is uh, our Swing with Celebrities Golf Tournament. This year it is June 26. The Iowa City Council gives our Special Olympic athletes the recognition that they so deserve by making March Special Olympics Month. Here to accept the proclamation is Zach Snopp, Jill Mikulik, Mallory Ernst, Justin Conklin, Chad Sissel, Leah Rislinger, Blake Whips, Tyler Kurtz, Nate Kleese, Michelle Snyder, and Don Gorvin. One other thing is you have always been so awesome to us that Special Olympics Iowa. Would like to present the Iowa City Council with a plat of our appreciation.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very
5: much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
9: Jesus you. the Lord, God, amen. That is the Toys the Toys uh CD
5: there, and the Jungle Book. That is a mock of Jordan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's give them one more round of applause. Right. Yes.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Bye.
4: Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Good Thank you. Last year, I think they sang to us or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, March 13th is the banquet. Well,
0: that was awesome and amazing. <laughs> yes. Have a good night. You as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Congratulations. We really appreciate the gift. Yeah. Very nice. Very
1: nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Item number 4B, Bruce Auney Day. (laughs) Whereas Bruce Auney has spent the past 34 years earning the trust and loyalty of Eastern Iowa television viewers as the evening news anchor at KCRG-TV9 in Cedar Rapids, and whereas Bruce Aune has delivered breaking news, good news, and heart-wrenching news with the compassion and professionalism of the highest journalistic standards, and whereas Bruce Aune's unwavering commitment to his craft has helped shape countless journalists who have worked with Bruce in the newsroom, and whereas Bruce Aune has traveled the world and seen the mightiest to the weakest of humanity, while always demonstrating the ability to tell the story with accuracy, fairness, and empathy. And whereas the Iowa Broadcast News Association honored Bruce Aune with this with highest individual award, the prestigious Jack Shelley Award. And whereas Bruce Aune has been a true treasure to Eastern Iowans who have graciously welcomed him into their living rooms to deliver the news. Now, therefore, I, Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby pr- proclaim March 3rd, 2020, to be Bruce Owney Day, and urge all citizens to take part in recognizing and honoring the many contributions that Bruce Owney has made to our community and wish him the best on his retirement. Bruce Owney.
6: I'll just say a few words that uh, Iowa City has always been a very, very important part of our viewing area here in eastern Iowa, extremely important community, and we have had wonderful relations with the city, with the people here. And we hope that continues for many, many more years. We hope that we're doing an adequate job for you as well. So if we're not, let us know. Uh, but thank you very much. This is very humbling, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Item 4C, International Women's Day.
2: Whereas in 1911, International Women's Day was first honored in Austria, Denmark, Germany, and Switzerland, when more than one million women and men attended rallies campaigning for women's rights to work, vote, be trained, and hold public office, as well as an end to gender discrimination. And whereas in 1977, the United Nations General Assembly adopted a resolution calling on member states to proclaim a day for women's rights and international peace. And whereas following the United Nations lead, each year the US president issues a proclamation calling for observance of March as National Women's History Month and issues a separate, separate proclamation on International Women's Day, March 8th. And whereas the gender gap The gender wage gap persists for women who hold full-time year-round jobs in the United States regardless of industry and education, and this gender wage gap is significantly greater for women of color. And whereas in the United States mothers are breadwinners in half of families with children under 18, yet mothers with full-time year-round jobs are paid an average of 71 cents for every dollar paid to fathers, and this wage gap is significantly greater for women of color. And whereas women continue to be underrepresented in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields, and whereas International Women's Day is an opportunity to recognize, reflect on, and celebrate the progress made to advance women's equality, and whereas International Women's Day is also an opportunity to recommit to the cause of equality and expanded opportunities for women, now, therefore, I, Councilwoman Janice Weiner, on behalf of Mayor Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby hereby proclaim March 8, 2020 to be International Women's Day. And we have um, Bijou Malibu from the Human Rights Commission here to accept this.
0: All right, moving on to item 4D, Census Day.
3: Whereas every 10 years, the U.S. Census Bureau is required by the U.S. Constitution to conduct a count of the population and provide a historic opportunity to help shape the foundation of our society and play an active role in American democracy. And whereas census data determines seats in the United States House of Representatives as well as redistricting of state legislature, county, and city councils and voting districts, And whereas, census data is vital to our community because the Iowa Legislative Services Agency says over $13.7 billion in federal funding annually goes to Iowa hospitals, fire departments, schools, and roads through the funding of 316 federal programs from which Iowa Citians may benefit. And whereas, an accurate count of people living in Iowa City exponentially creates value, secures direct financial and community benefits for our residents over the next 10 years, and is critical to planning for future growth, development, and social needs of Iowa City and whereas census information is used only for statistical purposes, remains confidential and securely encrypted for decades, and federal law prohibits any public or private agency from gaining access to any individual's personal data, including local landlords, law enforcement, DHS, the FBI, CIA or ICE, And whereas, our local service organizations, schools, and businesses are supportive of the efforts and outcomes of the census and have been partnering with the Iowa City Area Regional Census Complete Count Committee of volunteers to educate, encourage, and enable greater success and census participation by all community members, and whereas, For the first time ever, residents will be able to respond to the census online and by telephone in a variety of language and accessibility needs, in addition to traditional response by paper mailing. And whereas the United States Census Bureau will be mailing information residents need to participate in the census beginning the week of March 12, 2020. And whereas all persons living in the household on April 1, 2020, including adults, students, and young children should be counted in the census, regardless of nationality or living situation, where they are from, what language they speak, or their citizenship status. Now, therefore, I, Pauline Taylor, on behalf of Mayor Bruce Teague, do hereby declare that Iowa City will observe April 1, 2020, as Census Day and encourage all residents to respond, stand, and be counted with the confidence that their information will be securely protected, and that they are helping build the future of their community. Accepting is Ashley Monroe, and I'd like to first thank her uh, for everything you've done uh, to ensure that we have a successful uh, census count.
4: Okay.
10: Well, the census proclamation, um, thank you for reading that. It's quite wordy, and uh, it says it all. But I will just add that uh, it's incredibly important for our community to participate, all members of the community, from young children to um, adults in every living circumstance possible. We have a group of very committed community organizations that are working hard at um, encouraging and ensuring that uh, people are able to respond to the Census Bureau. So if you will continue to see uh, notices and information coming out about the census, uh, as the proclamation stated, there will be mailers going out uh, the week of March 12th. They will continue through uh, generally through the middle of April uh, before you start seeing people come around to the neighborhoods. They still need people to take the census uh, or be census takers, so you can apply to the Census Bureau for jobs still at this point. Um, If you want more information, just go to either uh, 2020census.gov or uh, you can go to the Iowa City website at icgov.org slash census. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Ashley, for all you're doing. All right. So um, we're on items 5 through 10, the consent calendar. Could I get a motion to approve the consent calendar as presented? So moved. Second. Moved by Weiner, seconded by Taylor. Discussion? Roll call, please.
1: Burgos. Aye. Mims? Yes. Sully. Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas?
6: Yes. Weiner?
1: Yes.
0: Motion passes 7 to 0. And moving on to item 11, which is community comment. And this is a time where the community can come up and um, share anything that they would like to that is not on our formal agenda. We do have stickers in the back of the room that you can place on the sign-in sheet. (laughs) Um, When you do come to address council, please state your name and sign in on the sheet. And please keep your comments between three to five minutes. Welcome.
11: Hello. Allison Janes. I'm going to bring the mood down a bit. Sorry about that. I'm here today to voice uh, more ongoing concerns about the killing of mass quantities of the deer population taking place in this town currently. I'm very happy to see that Mayor Teague is at the helm and I envision great things ahead for our city. I was particularly moved by his State of the City speech delivered at the February 18th meeting. All the topics addressed are of critical importance and I feel proud to be part of a city that highlights these issues instead of turning a blind eye. I did resonate specifically with the section on parks and recreation and wish to point out that most people value parks and open spaces for their connection to nature that they can obtain while there, and this includes the various wildlife and the deer populations that roam that space. Therefore, I see the wholesale shooting of deer for profit as incompatible with the commitment to the city's parks. Since December 3rd, I've counted 10 letters Entered into official council correspondence that raised concerns about or asked to stop the sharpshooting and or plans for a bow hunt. Except for Don Frary, whom I know, I don't know any of these people who are writing to you and they are not in any way affiliated with the Iowa City Dear Friends advocacy group. Instead, they are citizens hearing about this in the media or from city announcements and feeling that it is imperative they speak out. One individual claimed she heard rumors That shooting would take place in the land next to her house. But the city could not verify this, nor would adjacent landowners be notified of any shooting activities. When I looked up this address, I saw that the property in question is about two blocks from my house and about two blocks from 50 other single family homes. The area includes a large wooded area around Ralston Creek, where neighborhood children play. In fact, one of our neighbor's children ran away during the summer for a few hours, as you do when you're 10 years old, and was in fact in this plot of land during the time when he had run away. There are no signs and apparently no way for even immediate neighbors to know when and where men with guns will show up. It's absolutely appalling. Another bait site where presumably shooting is taking place right now was recently found by someone who communicated to me that it was within 50 to 60 feet of the new extension of Foster Road that contains both a sidewalk and a bike path that are frequently used. There are no private property or no trespassing signs in this area, and until this road was recently built, it was a wooded area seen to be an extension of Shimmick open space. There was not then and is no way now to tell where the Shimmick land ends and this private property begins. There are no signs indicating that guns are pointed at that spot. When asking the city which private properties were being used to bait and shoot, the Deer friends group was told that these were unused spaces where no people are expected to be. I can tell you that is flat out wrong, and I can't believe there hasn't been a close call yet. I still can't quite wrap my head around how this all got initiated. There wasn't an increase in deer-related traffic accidents. There was no request from the Parks Department to shoot the deer. And actually, if you go back and look, it all started with a petition from one wealthy neighborhood. And I just have to think, man, they've got some friends on this council. Even after 400 less influential citizens signed a petition to leave the Deer alone, this whole plan was carried out. I appreciate council member Taylor bringing up concerns, community concerns, at the January 21st meeting, but was dismayed to see council member Mims completely shut down the conversation claiming that the concerns were based on misinformation. So shame on you for not taking the very real concerns of the community seriously. And shame on you for inviting these hired guns into our community. The last thing I want to say tonight is that this is just a small selection of the animosity and safety issues that will come up during an amateur open bow hunting season. These sharpshooters are supposed to be professionals, yet they've caused strife in this town. Imagine what happens when people who don't even live here are allowed to come in, walk around with weapons in public, shooting at things that move in the woods. I urge you to reconsider the decision to allow an open bow hunt in Iowa City this fall. Thank you.
0: Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Please come up. Good evening. Good evening.
12: Um, i get to my notes here. My name will is Linda
0: Yep, will you please sign in as well? I did. Oh, thank I you. I in. didn't notice that. <laughs> I'm first. Great.
12: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Linda Vogel. I am new to the community. I just moved here from the Lake of the Ozarks about six months ago and have had the opportunity to become the newest commissioner um, at the senior center, or the center, as I prefer to think of it. We're you know, not seniors, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, And when I was at Lake of the Ozarks, I also worked with the community in the Senior Center area. I must say, moving up here is exciting. This is just everything we would have ever dreamed of when we we were at the lake. Um, With that, I wanted to say things about a couple of the projects that we've had going on. Um, I do know, and I'm still learning these things, that the RFP RFP is coming up shortly, which will help us a lot with the master plan that we're working on as the commission. The um, commission group that we have, which Ashley's met, very high energy, really open to a lot of ideas, thinking outside of the box. All of you up there, plus everyone here, really, someday you're going to age, whether you think you are or not. We're putting things in place that are going to be beyond exciting for everybody. Um, With that, we had sent a survey out. for. We sent 5,000 surveys out. Uh, My background is marketing. So I'm always happy if I sent 5,000 out and I got 500 back. We've gotten well over 1,000. And that was as of, I believe, yesterday. Um, I have not seen them, but the ones that are looking at it saying they're giving us a lot of answers on what they'd really like to see in the community um, as it grows. It's it's one other thing that's very exciting with it. Um, the other thing is we just completed um, Black History Month. And we all feel like it was a big success. I think last year they just had a handful of people show up. But at one of the things, they had well over 100 to 110 people show up for the event. So moving forward Um, I'm sure various commissioners are going to come and talk to you and give you updates. Um, Obviously, if any of you have not done the survey, it's too late. But you can always come and talk to any of us at the commission on any ideas that you've got. So we're looking forward to it. So that was it. If anybody has any questions.
0: Thank you for sharing. Yes. Would anyone else like to address council? All right. Item number 12 planning and zoning matters. 12A zoning code text amendment related to animal related commercial uses, ordinance to amend Title 14 zoning related to the animal related commercial uses. This is second consideration. And staff also requests for expedited action.
4: I move the rule requiring that ordinances must be considered and voted on for passage at two council meetings prior to the meeting at which it is to be finally passed, to be suspended, that the second consideration and vote be waived and the ordinance be voted on for final passage at this time. Second.
0: Moved by Mims, seconded by Taylor. Discussion? Seeing there is none, roll call, please.
1: Mims? Yes. Sully? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. yes. Burgess? Yes. Move final adoption at this Antigue,
0: time. Antigue, yes.
7: <laughs>
1: My apology. Antigue.
0: <laughs> Motion passes 7 to 0.
1: Move final adoption at this time.
0: Second. Move by Mims, seconded by Thomas. Discussion? Roll call, please.
1: Salee? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Mims? Yes.
0: Motion passes 7-0. Item number 13, Prentice Street Bridge Replacement. Resolution approving project manual, an estimate of cost for the construction of the Prentice Street Bridge Replacement Project. Establish an amount of bid security to accompany each bid, direct the city clerk to post notices to bidders and fixing time and place for receipts of bids. This is going to be an open, I'm going to open the public com- hearing. And hello, we will have a little presentation.
8: Good evening. Good evening. I was here previously in December. <clears throat> um, my name is Melissa Cloe. I'm with the Engineering Division. Uh, quick reminder: for Prentice Street, we are looking at reconstruction of the bridge at Lynn and Prentice with a uh, triple-reinforced concrete box culvert. We will be replacing the pavement on Prentice Street from South Dubuque Street to just east of Ralston Creek. We'll increase capacity of the storm sewer to reduce surcharging during large rain events. And the sidewalk and ADA access um, improvements will also occur at these intersections. Um, As I stated, I was here at the beginning of December. We had previously approved Prentice Street Um, during plan review prior to bidding um, is determined there are a number of revisions required per the Iowa City approved supplemental specifications. These changes include pavement sidewalk thickness, (coughs) ADA ramps were checked, some were adjusted um, for locations, we addressed utility conflicts, provided some updated details in the um, most recent supplemental specifications, um, engineering staff looked at the bridge deck paving and drainage details. Um, we coordinated some fencing and bridge barrier location and type and also reviewed access for future maintenance issues within the creek, um, within Ralston Creek. Other than that, the typical section that was previously um, shown has not changed. We're still looking at 31 foot overall pavement width with 10 foot travel lanes and street parking available for eastbound traffic. Our estimated project costs are at about $1.7 million. Um, The schedule, uh, the revised bid letting date is April 21st of 2020 with construction beginning May 26 to wrap up Um, by November of 2020. Do you have any questions?
0: No, thank you. All right. Public discussion. Would anyone like to address this topic? I'm going to close the public hearing.
4: Move the
1: resolution.
0: Second. Moved by ma'am, seconded by Thomas. Council discussion. Roll call, please.
1: Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Fergus? Yes. Mims? Yes. Silly? Yes.
0: Item number 14 water distribution east pressure zone. Resolution approving project manual and estimate of cost for the construction of the water distribu- distribution east pressure zone project. Establishing amount of bid security to accompany each bid, directing city clerk to post notices to bidders and fixing time and place for receipt of bids. I'm going to open the public hearing. Hello. Good
13: evening. I'm uh, John Durst. I'm your assistant superintendent of the Water Division. I'm going to speak to you tonight about our water pressure zoning improvement project. Uh, Specifically, the purpose of this project is to increase the level of service to our customers on the east side of town uh, by increasing their available pressures. Uh, that'll help our existing customers and future development. So I'll briefly go over the project and uh, ask if there's any questions. So our system is 270 miles of water distribution main. The line weights shown on this map show the relative size of those mains. Uh, We have four ground storage reservoirs and one water plant. We're a completely pumped system as you all are probably aware we have no water towers. So our pumps provide the pressure to the Uh, residents of the city. As uh, the pressures change or the elevations of each home changes, the available energy in that water also changes. So currently our system is set up with a single (coughs) pressure zone. That single pressure zone is represented by that center bar. The boxes surrounding it are actual GSRs. This graph is shown based on elevations. As you can see on the sidebar, it goes from about 690 all the way up to 910 feet of elevation. In water, we like to reduce things down to feet to represent the available energy. With a single pressure zone, we tend to have areas that have high pressure and areas that have low pressure. As one would expect, the lower areas in the city have higher pressures uh, just because there's more available energy because we don't have to push it uphill as far. But there are areas in the city, nope, I go back. Oh no, I'm right on it that have lower pressure and as you can see most of those low pressure areas, represented by the purple dots are out to the east side of town therefore when we looked at the solutions available to us to provide better pressure to those areas uh, it makes the most sense not to try to increase the level of that entire bar but to break off a portion of it and then elevate that pressure increasing pressure over the entire system can have drastic impacts to customers that then need to reduce that pressure before it can enter their buildings or it can further damage water main uh, that isn't used to being at that pressure. So our solution is to uh, effect projects that essentially isolate the uh, east side of the water distribution system to be serviced by our Rochester GSR uh, to then increase the pressure on that side of the city, in order to do that, we have to do some projects in order to uh, uh, separate the system, but still allow some interconnection should we have any emergency events, which would be a loss of power, uh, a main break, or um, loss of power main break, and a fire situation. Sorry. <laughs> So this is what the hydraulic grade lines look like after we break the two zones. You can see there's one purple box off to the side, that is a Rochester GSR, and we have an east pressure zone that is above what the central pressure zone is currently at. Uh, The other areas would continue to be in the central pressure zone and you can see there's some interconnections with those lines that move back and forth. Those are check valves and pressure reducing valves that'll allow the two zones to uh, transmit water between them should it be needed in any of those emergency situations. The initial projects that we will be doing are geographically dispersed uh, as one would expect in order to to break the zones into two separate areas. Uh, A lot of them will be focused on First Avenue. Uh, There'll be a few up in, around Dubuque Street on Ridge Road in Virginia at Kimball, Dodge, and down on Muscatine. Uh, The areas and the zone itself weren't chosen arbitrarily. The size was uh, basically based on what Rochester GSR could service into the future. Um, With that, our timeline here in 2020 is to establish these boundary locations. Uh, Our work will occur between April and August. The cost of this project is about 240,000. In 2021, we'll create our pressure reducing valve stations. That's those two areas where you saw the check valves and pressure reducing valves. Uh, Those will be part of other projects, specifically the Rochester reconstruction and the American Legion at Scott Boulevard uh, work. In the future, as our system continues to grow, we'll likely need to do improvements to the Rochester GSR to make sure they can continue to service that area. Um, And there will be other projects as always with the system as it continues to grow. that, is there any questions?
0: None, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would anyone from the public like to um, address this topic? I'm Gonna to close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve resolution?
2: Move. Second.
0: Move by ma'am, seconded by Weiner. Council discussion? Moved so, by me. Oh, yeah. oh Sali. Yes. Yeah.
14: Second
12: Seconded by, by Weiner.
0: One. All right. Thank you. I, I said it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll call, please. Teague. Yes.
1: Thomas. yes. Thomas. Yes. Weiner. Yes. Burgess. Yes. Mims. Yes. Salee. Yes. Taylor. Yes.
0: Motion passes 7-0. Before we move on, I do want to go back to... Um, a correspondence uh, for item 8A. Could I get a motion to accept the correspondence, please?
4: So moved. Second.
0: Moved by Mim, seconded by... Burgess. Burgess, Burgess. all right. Um, all in favor, say aye.
4: aye. Aye. Aye.
0: Any opposed? Motion passes 7 to 0. Moving on to item number 14, new. Item number 15, uh, Scott Napoleon Fairmeadows Park Improvements. Resolution approving pro- project manual and estimate of cost for the construction of the Scott, Napoleon, and Fair Meadows Park Improvements Project. establishing an amount of bid security to accompany each bid directing city clerk to post notice to bidders and fixing time and place for receipt of bids. I'm going to open the public hearing. Hello. Welcome. Good evening.
9: Good evening. I'm Zachary Hall, Superintendent of Parks. I'm filling in for our directors, Julie Seidel Johnson. And tonight I will be going over the Napoleon Scott Park Fair Meadows and Weatherby uh, Park Rehabilitation Projects. So first off, uh, just to give you a point of reference, um, and I won't laser point too much. Uh, Scott Park uh, in the upper northeast uh, portion of the city, and then Fair Meadows, Napoleon, and Weatherby in the uh, southern portion of the city. Uh, Scott Park is our um, uh, first one that we'll go over. Uh, We have an existing playground, which we'll see in the next slide, um, but as the you can see, uh, hopefully, is the existing playground here uh, closer to some of the uh, homes. And so one of the uh, items of the project per our Parks Master Plan was to uh, get some ADA access and some um, accessibility uh, to that. We currently don't have any kind of sidewalks or accessibility to the playground, so it's kind of uh, out there on its own, uh, as you can see here in our uh, existing conditions Uh, also we have a shelter on the opposite side of the road and so uh, part of the project will be removing uh, the playground uh, removing the shelter and then moving the playground uh, a little bit to the south as seen here on the plans and then making a connection and adding a connection to a new shelter it might be easiest to go through any questions one by one since we do have uh, four of these projects out there. So I guess I'll ask if there's any questions in particular to Scott Park.
6: I think Scott had some floodplain issues as well. Does it not?
9: Uh, we Which do we're out of, but <laughs> we do uh, we do have some wet conditions in Scott Park, and that's um, it's typically localized uh, to the south. Um, southeast of uh, where the current playground is on the other side of the drive. So where you can see the existing trees um, is typically where we have uh, most of the moisture buildup that we get. Uh, thankfully, the playground that is existing, um, we haven't seen any issues as far as moisture, but we are pulling it away from the, um, uh, the boundaries uh, uh, next to the homes um, and keeping it out of that, um,
13: that wet area. Just real quick, Scott. Scott Park is actually a stormwater detention facility uh, first, and kind of a park second. So you do see it fill up, particularly around the the dog park between the the road and the dog park area, uh, and that's
0: that's by design.
9: I'll just add one note that's not uh, on the on the slide. Um, To the left of the playground, basically (coughs) along the hillside, we will be establishing, in a separate project, establishing prairie along that hillside. So that's one feature that's not discussed in here but is an item that will be coming. And this is just a rendering of what the uh, playground will be like. We did a public uh, input session uh, last year at Rita's Ranch uh, Dog Park as part of the Party in the Park and got some really good response from the neighbors. Moving on, Napoleon Softball Complex. Uh, this is an interesting one. We have um, we have an existing playground that's uh, outside of um, the. Uh, outfield next to one of the existing shelters, about right here. Uh, and we've uh, had some wet conditions. Uh, we've had some drainage issues there the last couple of years. We've had to close down the playground due to drainage issues. Uh, and so we worked with our consultants to look at what we could do as far as a little bit of a different design. So this is the existing playground and um, this has been closed on and off for the last couple of years because of drainage issues. We do have uh, drainage tile that was put in there in the original design. Uh, We believe that that's been compromised and so we're looking to pull it out of that uh, condition or that existing uh, location, move it closer to the concession area and provide a little bit different experience and kind of localize the activities, uh, especially during tournaments and and big play. Uh, And so what you see here, it's kind of hard to see on the screen, but um, this is the concession area Uh, footprint of it. Uh, We have a uh, trail, the one part of the trail system coming through here, another part of the trail system coming through here. So we're making this connection uh, from both trail sections through the concession, uh, through some of the playground nodes. And um, this'll be, um, like I said, somewhat of a different experience. So we'll have a couple different sections. It won't be a traditional standalone unit. So we'll have different uh, components. And we are looking at uh, adding in some shade structure if the budget allows. So, I guess at this time I'll take any questions on the Napoleon. Could you show the the
6: site plan again? Sure. So, are there trees around there that would help with that shade?
9: Uh, we have some trees. Uh, what you cannot see from uh, the image, and I apologize, it's kind of washing out. Uh, we do have a um, outfield fence uh, for for uh, the the uh, ball field that is fairly in fairly close proximity um as far as allowing for any kind of uh, tree planting in between that fence and the in the playground we do have tree coverage over along the trail system here um and again we have another outfield fence uh in this area so it's a it's a little bit um tricky as far as placing any trees in that particular location for playground so
6: yeah a shade structure on the or a shade element on the structure itself is the way to go.
9: No other questions? All right. And Fair Meadows Park. uh, This is an exciting one. We've had a lot of um, um, upgrades to this park recently over the years. And uh, as you know, it's a very popular splash pad. My kids love this uh, splash pad. Uh, We have a new shelter, or excuse me, a new restroom uh, that was put in in 2015. 2014-2015, uh, and the pump house associated with the uh, with with the splash pad. The existing playground is over here, uh, off of Miami. So once we did the upgrades here, uh, one thing that we uh, definitely heard from the neighborhood and and uh, users is that there's a there's a wall or a barrier, um, and you know, parents who have their kids over at the splash pad can't see their kids playing over at the playground. Um, And this is one of our older playgrounds. We still have sand as one of the surfacing materials in a portion of this playground. And so what we are proposing, uh, what the project is going to do is move the playground over to this area, um, demolish the existing shelter, and then add a new shelter uh, connecting with the existing uh, pathways. And so these are the existing conditions as far as the shelter and the playground. And again, this gets pretty washed out, but um, <clears throat> this is the uh, splash pad. This is the new shelter. We have connections uh, coming off of Miami, uh, coming through and making a connection up to the, uh, up to the existing parking lot. And so um, full connectivity between the parking lot, the playground, the splash pad, the shelter, and then back again on over to Miami. And this playground, we coordinated uh, with the school district to better understand what playgrounds they are putting in at Grant Wood and what they've done with their upgrades as far as their playgrounds. So um, knowing that the splash pad is a popular uh, site, especially for some of the younger children, um, we went with kind of a younger age uh, playground design. And project timeline for all three of these projects, uh, Public hearing tonight, bid letting April, uh, award mid-April, and then uh, construction late April and a final completion late October.
6: Great. Yeah. I would, again, just general comment. And I, I was looking at the uh, on um, the screen here that we have, and it's a little bit uh, the idea of planting trees around these gathering spaces, and it looked like there might be some gaps in that canopy cover um not that one but the next one
9: yeah we actually um
6: yeah to the i guess it would be to the uh, west perhaps
9: as part of our arbor day tree planting program uh, we will be coordinating with Grantwood school we are going to wait until next year once this project is complete so we better understand what the site conditions are going to be like Um, we fully expect to be planting trees around this neighborhood and we're really fortunate that the um the existing uh, tree canopy coverage, especially to the southwest, which is really what we want, um, is really ideal um, uh, for the location of that playground. Um, also, note with the um, removal of the existing playground, we're also looking at some type of tree planting in that corner off of Miami.
2: So during during the construction, with the with the old playground still be there or would it be demolished
9: the old playground will um that's a great question so with um scott park and um, scott park and fair meadows um both those playgrounds will stay in place until the construction is over and then actually our staff will uh, remove those Uh, napoleon park the the playground already has been removed because we've had such wet conditions we wanted to get that out of there
0: and i know on the first one you you know, brought the park a little closer for ADA. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak a little bit about the equipment and how it? Sure. Um, that's
9: a great question. I'm going to go back to. Um, actually, if you don't mind, if I hold off until our Weatherby. Um, yeah. Playground. It, it, that kind of gives a more comprehensive view and has um, a number of different components that I can talk with, talk right. to that.
0: Any other questions regarding those projects? Thank you. All right. You'll be back up in a little bit. All All right. right. Public discussion on this item? Seeing there's no one, I'm going to close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve the resolution?
5: So
1: moved.
0: Second. Moved by Burgess, seconded by Thomas. Discussion? Roll call, please. Thomas? Yes.
1: Weiner? Yes. Fergus? Yes. Mims? Yes. Sully? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague?
0: Yes. Motion passes 7 to 0. Item number 16 Weatherby Park Improvements Resolution approving pro- project manual and estimate of cost for the construction of the Weatherby Park Improvements Project establishing an amount of bid security to accompany each bid, directing city clerk to post notice to bidders and fixing time and place for receipt of bids. I'm going to open the public hearing back so so.
9: (laughs) Thank you, Zachary Hall, Superintendent Parks. Uh, So the Weatherby Park Project, uh, again, is another uh, shelter, restroom, uh, playground, redesign, really a full park redesign uh, of uh, the amenities in this park. And Weatherby uh, is really special. We've had a lot of programming. Uh, As you know, uh, two years ago, we had the sport court that uh, was installed. We have the edible forest. We have the community gardens, uh, trail system. We've uh, expanded some prairie down in the southern portion of it, so just a lot of going on in this park, and we have the disc golf course that's there as well, so. Um, But this is one of our older playgrounds, uh, very well used playground, um, and one of our older shelter styles that is the attached uh, kind of theme, so the restroom is attached to the shelter. So one of the things we wanted to look at and move towards uh, per our parks master plan is separating those sh- shelters and restrooms so uh folks can have you know different experiences if someone's at the shelter it doesn't feel awkward that you're in a restroom area things like that so um you'll see that on the on the site plan here and i apologize again it's very washed out uh but this park as well has a um has a greatly used splash pad uh, in this area and so the uh, existing playground is located in this area and we are uh, essentially moving that kind of up the hill Uh, the restroom will stay in its general location uh, that it is now and then the shelter will basically move uh, to the north uh, down the hill to where the existing playground is. And so we'll have a connection coming off the off the pathway uh, up to the shelter, again, up to the restroom, and then um, a circular connection all the way around uh, the, the playground. And we have kind of two components here. We have a main playground featured area, and then we have a, a swings area, and then benches around, and then a connection up to the splash pad. And so as I... Uh, alluded to with uh, the last projects, uh, this playground has a lot of great features and Mayor, to speak to your question, um, as far as uh, ADA components or components for folks with uh, different needs, um, this playground has a number of uh, great features. One thing that we look at is can we give users a different experience. We've definitely heard at our conferences and our, uh, our playground uh, trainings. We have a certified playground safety training that's occurring right now at Robert A. Lee uh, this week. And one of the things that we look at is different experience for different users. So spinning items is one that is definitely uh, um, high on the list for uh, folks with different needs. Um, climbing, uh, balancing. And so this playground, uh, if you've been to Longfellow, Mayan, um, and then a number of uh, our newer playgrounds around, this has components from all of those different playgrounds. So definitely something that users will be, uh, that they can identify with or, or children can identify with, but uh, giving some different experiences as well. We have some musical components with it as well. so. I don't know if that answered your question but
0: yes thank you
9: yep and as far as project timeline uh, again public hearing tonight bid letting april 1 award date april 7th construction april 20th and final completion late october
0: great any
9: questions
3: Will the um, splash pad be closed then during the construction?
9: No, the splash pad will not. That's a great question. It's very popular. Yes, it is. Um, The splash pad will not be closed. Um, That is on a separate water service, and so uh, that will not be closed. Thank you. Great.
6: Is there a drinking
9: fountain? Uh, Yes, the drinking fountain, that's a great question. I'll have to double check on the project manual, but I believe it's up at the restroom. Okay.
0: All right, thank you. Would would anyone from the public like to address this topic? Seeing there is none, I'm going to close the public hearing. Could I get a motion to approve the resolution? So moved. Moved by Thomas. Second. Seconded by Weiner. Discussion? I'm really happy to see the...
6: uh, the change with the um, shelter facility, which not only replacing the one that was there, but moving it up the slope, I think it, it will have a better position within the park. One of the things I, I'm really fond of at Weatherby is the openness of that open field, and this will, I think, have a stronger uh, relationship to... The playground will have a stronger relationship to that open area than it does now. and um, And then... As Zach was saying, there's a kind of a nice rich palette of play features here that I think will, dr- will draw a nice diverse crowd. Yes,
0: I like the separation of the shelter and the bathrooms as well. You can see from each vantage point mm-hmm. under the shelter at that point. Anything else? Roll call, please.
1: Weiner? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Nims? Yes. Salee? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague. Yes. Thomas.
0: Yes. Motion passes 7 0. Item number 17 announcement of vacancies new. Applicant must reside in Iowa City and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated. Public Art Advisory Committee, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term effective June 1st, 2020 to December 31st, 2020. Applicants must be received by 5 p.m. Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. Could I get a motion to accept correspondence?
3: So moved. Second.
0: Moved by Taylor, seconded by Mims. All in favor say aye.
3: Aye. aye.
0: Any opposed? Motion passes 7-0. to zero. Item 18, announcement of vacancies previous. Civil Service Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Applications must be received by 5 p.m. Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Civil Service Commission, one vacancy to fill a four-year term. Applications must be received by 5 p.m. Tuesday, March 17, 2020. Airport Zoning Board of Adjustment, one vacancy to fill a five-year term. Historic Preservation Commission, one vacancy to fill a three-year term historic preservation commission one vacancy to fill an unexpired term these vacancies will remain open until filled item number 19 so who's going to take a stab at it austin or ryan (laughs) you'll go first huh (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
13: All right. Hello there, uh, Austin Wu, UICG City Council liaison. So first, I'll just start uh, kick off with uh, one event of note this weekend. Uh, Nocte Raho 2020 will take place this Saturday, the 7th of March, from 6 to 9 p.m. at Uh Per the Facebook event page, it's Iowa's Bollywood fusion dance competition, 18 years running. Uh, free for UI students, 10 for UI faculty and staff, $5 for children, five and under, $14 general admission, and $16 at the the door and then the second thing I have is uh welcome Ryan has first city council yes. meeting tonight um, so you can come up here say a few words say hello introduce yourself Hello everyone. Uh, My name is Ryan Longenecker. I am a first year
9: student at the University of Iowa and then I'm the new deputy city liaison. Um, Thank you for having me tonight and for accepting me. Um, I am a political science and economics major uh, minoring in Arabic on the pre-law track Um, and I have a love for politics and government and um, having served as a student liaison to my school board back in Bettendorf, this has reminded me a lot of that just on a much bigger scale. So I'm really excited to be back and involved with Um, Local government and excited to see um, how I can be
0: of use between students and local government. And I'm excited to get to know all of you. Uh, So thank you. Great. Welcome. Yes, well, welcome. And with that, Ryan, welcome to City Channel 4 Public Record. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Great, great, great. All right. Item number 20, City Council Information Updates. And we're going to start with... Councilor Thomas.
6: Um, So this is looking forward. Um, Can't even read my own writing here. (laughs) Uh, Well, we will be having our strategic plan uh, discussion this coming Tuesday. Is that open to the public? Yes. 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 Okay, so um, if anyone's interested in that conversation, uh, I think it's it's an important one that we have on council, so. Uh would encourage those interested in strategic planning matters to consider that. Uh, other but it, it
1: is
4: at the Eastside Recycling, right? It's not here. Uh,
6: just, that, just, uh, yeah, Eastside Recycling. Don't, don't com- show up here. Don't show up here.
4: Uh,
6: and I think that's it. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 to 5 p.m. is the time frame we're looking at. That's it. Okay.
4: Um, Not a lot. We've got that. I I will just mention, um, I'm not sure if any of our counselors would have known, but we just recently Um, lost one of our former police officers, um, Stephen Fortman, who I think had been with the department 30 years maybe, um, had moved back to Missouri and passed away just recently. So there will be, uh, for people maybe who knew uh, Steve while he was in this community, there will be a visitation on Monday the 9th from 4 to 7 p.m. out at the the Iowa City Church out on American Legion Road and a celebration of life from 7 to 8 p.m. next Monday.
1: Well, okay. oh, uh, I really don't have anything but I guess next this Saturday we're gonna have the pancake service for the Christ Center at the uh, Luther's Church. I just
3: invite everybody to come and eat breakfast. Yeah. I think I'd be remiss if um, I'm going to start uh, on on somewhat somber notes and comments. The mayor spoke about Bill Supple, but um, just wanted to say that I was wearing the home rule button in honor of him and and his role uh, in doing that. I I told his family at the visitation that until I was on city council, I really didn't understand the importance of of what he had accomplished with that. Uh, And of course, what is slowly being uh, taken away from us, but it is important and so this is in honor of him. And then also, um, just start thoughts are with the folks in Nashville, Tennessee, and the devastation of the tornado that went through there. Um, Back to other items. Laura had mentioned the joint meeting with the uh, school district. And I thought it was a very good presentation by Opticos. The southeastern side of Iowa City has great potential. And I hope that developers can uh, be inspired to follow some of the suggestions that they would made. And I look forward to watching this area develop. It's a lot of promise in that area. Uh, that was uh, last Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, the mayor and I had a listening post at the Senior Center. Uh, participants came very well prepared uh, to discuss things that were on their mind, uh, a lot of it related to the Senior Center, with um, a lot of topics of concern relating to that. Uh, I believe that the mayor will be writing up a, a summary of that, and it'll be included in one of our, our next packets. So look forward to seeing that. Um, Friday, of course, somebody also mentioned the city awards luncheon. It's always a nice event, and always impressed to to see the many years of uh, tenure of our city staff. Uh, and we. Uh have truly have a lot of dedicated uh, staff and their services is really appreciated by us. Uh, Mazi here mentioned the Community Crisis Center Potluck, uh, our, I'm sorry, Pancake Breakfast this Saturday from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Our Redeemer Lutheran Church. It's always a great event, and usually if you're a Hawkeye football fan, they're usually, the uh, players are there as a community service event, so it's always fun to see them, too. Uh, this Sunday, March 8th, don't forget that uh, it is uh, spring forward, daylight saving time, turn turn your clocks forward. Um, that's that's about all I have.
2: So there is, um, we have, those of us who are new have MPO orientation tomorrow at six, um, so that, that we can learn about yet another portion of this city and area. And I'll be participating in a couple, one with with Bruce, one with I don't know whom, of uh, readings for Iowa City Community School District Book book Madness over the next couple of weeks. And maybe I'll learn to read by then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: I'll
14: just put in my monthly plug for the South District Neighborhood Association, which is happening tomorrow, Wednesday, March 4th, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Broadway Neighborhood Center. And uh, this month's meeting is an open discussion, just collecting feedback and input and networking, meeting your neighbors and um, individuals who uh, live or work or want to know more about the South District. And then on Thursday evening is is an event at the Chauncey called LunaFest. It's the um, Girls on the Run of Eastern Iowa annual fundraiser, and it's a um, show a number of films um, really focusing on empowerment for women and girls. So that is a ticketed event, but it's a fundraiser for the Girls on the Run of Eastern Iowa. And everything else, I think, has already been mentioned, so...
0: All right. There's one thing people didn't mention, and and that is on last uh, Friday, last Friday, the annual award um, celebration for the city staff. Yes.
1: Yeah, oh, I oh Pauline.
0: okay. So I, I That's okay. I listened. You can I was it again. I was paying <laughs> attention. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's when I was making my notes. I
14: thought you were going to say the soul food
0: dinner. The soul food yeah, dinner. But, I forgot but about it. But that food is dinner. another yes. one. Yes. The soul food dinner and um, just uh, which was the, you know, really celebrating Black history and just um, having so many various people from all walks of life. Uh, to be a part of that it was a great event. Um, and there were lots of events for Black History Month and I guess what I will say is that Black History Month and the and the um, accomplishments of black um, individuals within our community local and even historically I think let's not just make it a month but let's keep it going and so with that I will you uh,
2: Sorry, I add one thing.
0: Absolutely.
2: I, I, the, on the March 11th is the night of a thousand dinners, which is always a great event as well. At the Rec Center starting at five.
0: Great. Great, great, great. Thank you. And then on Friday, um, Mayor Pro Tem Mazahir uh, Salih and I, along with uh, City Manager, Assistant City Manager um, Ashley Monroe, we attended here in City Hall a uh, conference, uh, just a meeting with uh, Kosovo leaders. Um, It was great. Um, They were just coming to uh, Talked to us about uh, potentially being a sister city. They reached out to us, and we gladly accepted the invitation just to talk to them. And there was a lot, a lot of things that we learned about their community, um, as far as like some of the things that they're dealing with. They've only been um, 11 years, I believe, 12 years, um, yeah, uh, independent uh, country. And so, some of the things that they're accomplishing like I feel like we have um um been through the waters and found solutions for (laughs) and so um it it was great interaction they left us with this wonderful plaque um it's really beautiful I, I would really encourage you to take some time to look at it um it's kind of a city on a hill and lots of things so great conversations I know that um they are real uh, interested in uh, creating more partnerships with people in the U.S. and never know what might happen here. But that is definitely something council will bring up.
2: Yeah, they're they're only uh, the only consulate that we have in Iowa is the is the is the consulate of Kosovo in Des Moines, and that it started because of a, a relationship with the Iowa National Guard. And then... Great, and they invite all of you. To visit their
1: country on July, uh, because I guess the uh, governor is also going there, or something like that. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, yes. All right, and we're gonna go over to our city manager. Any updates nothing tonight? All right.
10: No.
0: All right. Thanks again for the census.
10: Very welcome. Yes.
0: All right. Nothing. 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 So, if nothing else, is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Moved by Mim, seconded by Thomas. All in favor say aye. Aye.
1: aye.
0: Any opposed? We're A adjourned. breaking the record.